Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we've got the last two Oscar-nominated films for Best Picture, The Father and Sound of Metal. Yes. Uh, so which one do we want to start with? I think I watched Sound of Metal first. I'm not sure which one you watched first. I watched The Father first, but it does not matter. I watched both of these movies within the last, like, 48 hours. So they're very fresh in my brain. Which one's, like, the farthest back for you that you want to talk about first? Um... I mean, I, I watched both of these over the weekend. I think Sound of Metal I watched on Saturday, so we can just... Why don't we just talk about this one? Okay. So Riz Ahmed is the main character of... Who's this man who's who's a metal drummer? And he loses his hearing pretty much entirely. So he cannot uh, be a drummer anymore. Can't be in his band, his touring band anymore. And uh, is kind of forced to reckon with that. Um. Yeah. And uh, he's he's uh, he's uh, in a relationship with one of his bandmates, uh, Lou, um, who is the singer, the singer of the band. And um, and uh, this uh, this really this really uh, gets to Ruben. Like it's a it's a really scary change that he is. He does not want to deal with sometimes, um, and uh, but uh, I really liked. Uh, I don't really know where to start. It like it just kind of like the the music was very interesting. It just kind of sounded like she. I could not tell if they were if there were any words mm-hmm. in the songs that she was singing. It just sounded like a lot of noise, mm-hmm. um, and then you know he would just kind of uh, follow along to her singing with his drumming. And uh, it just kind of seemed like they they had their routine, you know. They would they would stay up all night at like their uh, doing their show, and then, you know, he'd make these really gross looking smoothies in the morning, you know, full of full of greens that are good for you but might not taste very good. Um, and they're just kind of they're just kind of doing the 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 band grind. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get out there and trying to trying to make a name for themselves. Um, yeah, kind of like living in a like a, what's it called? Like an RV? Yeah, type like of a thing. Cam- yeah, like a a camper. Metal old time kind of like retro fitted looking RV, um, that can drive around. And it's really like it's got all of their stuff in it, so it's just them too. So you can tell like traveling is they're, they're basically using all their money to go on tour. They get money and then they just continue to go on tour with that money that they got, which is like a lot of people on tour. <laughs> it's very uh common thing that happens with the uh, touring peoples. They basically just use up all their money on tour. 
Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's so expensive um, to travel around and stuff. Right? And just to and just to live. Um and we kind of get a sense that um that Lou um the character Lou used to um harm herself. She used to cut her wrists and and then we kind mm-hmm. of learned that uh Reuben was an addict. Um so it seemed like they were kind of helping each other, um, kind of stay sober and, you know, not harm themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So it seemed like they were they were a really big part of each other's lives. And uh, we kind of just uncover stuff along the way, which is always nice because, you know, we kind of start the movie not really knowing anything. And, and he starts to lose his hearing, like, very quickly. It's like he, mm-hmm. he starts to hear ringing. Um, mm-hmm. And then one day he just kind of, everything just sounds muffled um, to him, at least... So the way that the movie was kind of, um, the sound was edited was like, you know, if we, we would kind of not hear stuff that Ruben couldn't hear, um, a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, it was and, really uh, until, from until his he kind of went, you know, a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and until he went like fully, fully deaf, um, mm-hmm. then we could kind of start hearing from, from other people who could like the, like the camp, uh, manager, he, he could still talk and he would. Yeah. Um, and we could like hear him, but yeah, it was very, um, it was very, uh, not desensitizing, but, um, the movie was very silent because I feel like it just kind of took in the sounds around it mm-hmm. and, uh, and mm-hmm. then, and then didn't if, uh, if Ruben, you know, like, like when Ruben lost his hearing, we couldn't hear anything for like a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really interesting. And then yeah. when he finally gets to the, uh, to the camp or like to the community mm-hmm. which i don't even know where they are like uh, like as um I'm, I'm not really sure like kind of where where this takes place it obviously takes place like somewhere in, in america right or are they yeah yeah um at first i'm not really sure exactly where it is but i'm thinking it's maybe like um well they they filmed it in massachusetts so I know mm, that okay. um, they I don't know if they actually really said it in the movie where they were going because they were in Missouri for their tour and then they had to mm-hmm. drive a couple days to get to this place. So to um, get to the community. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember mm-hmm. her saying that. Yeah. So I'm not really sure exactly, but um, somewhere around Missouri, that's within two days drive. Could be anywhere. Um <laughs> But it did seem, you know, it's it. They filmed it in Massachusetts, so it looked like Massachusetts. Um, but you know, that could be like a lot of places. Um, That's true. That's but true. But it was a, a quite an idyllic atmosphere, um, and we got a lot of like noises of the the world around this place. Even though a lot of the people that live there can't hear, um, like you know the 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 leaves and the the trees making noises and the birds and you know it was like a really pretty place to be yeah um yeah like i thought the sound design you were talking about was excellent basically just like really putting us into what it would be like to lose your hearing and what it would sound like um and allowing the audience to experience this um for you know, th- to put us in the shoes of of Ruben. And Riz Ahmed, like, completely did that. Like, he was a sympathetic guy, but you also watched him kind of, like, struggle. 
and you're constantly like thinking okay like is he going to be able to turn this around I want him to turn this around and just watching this devastation that he has to um, deal with now in his life and and his girlfriend as well in Lou's life and and just kind of understanding that they're in a position that they didn't expect to be and they have to deal with it now and it's crazy yeah, going back to Riz Ahmed's uh, performance, I had I had no issues like like really getting sucked into this movie and just mm-hmm. like like feeling like I was there and feeling like I was watching this, watching Ruben like go through this this whole journey um, that he's on and and yeah and and especially like I was heartbroken when he like you know got his. Um, got his procedure and then mm-hmm. gets fir- gets like first turned on and it like it sounds like very staticky and like roboticy like a robotic and like yeah and I'm just like oh my gosh is that like what it actually sounds like like to have that yeah um, I mean like maybe it, just it is sounds crazy it sounds different to other people but right. um you know it's not gonna sound like it used to like there's never gonna be any anything like what the ears used to be like um, yeah, and and I couldn't help but feel disappointed, like along with the with the camp with the community manager, like you mm-hmm. know, thinking that that Ruben was, you know, on the mend. He was he was you know keeping busy, even though the manager didn't want him to keep busy. But you know, he was he was learning sign language. He was learning how to mm-hmm. communicate. He was like seemingly doing very well. And yeah. then you know, because he had access to you know the outside world, you know, emailing his his uh, emailing Lou and looking at the the band website Mm -hmm. like he just he just goes and does the procedure which you know we all didn't really want him to end up doing yeah Uh, Yeah. we wanted him to just kind of you know learn learn how to live with 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 this new part of him and 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 love himself for that but um like I couldn't help but feel disappointed when he when he went through with it and then and then hearing how it sounded I was like I was like no why did you do this yeah like this was you 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 know it's it's definitely and and for that he he would have to have total hearing loss as well he they had to like remove the eardrum or whatever um mm-hmm. for, for that implant so he would like lose like totally like before he would he was kind of hearing things like thumps and stuff and now it's like he can't even hear yeah. that because he because he doesn't have it it's you know but like this is his one this is his journey this is Ruben's journey and I think because he was an addict it informs his choices and that's how we see him you know he's he's somebody who is is in a fragile state in and will always be as an addict as a as a you know so it's he needs a routine and yeah when this routine gets broken it kind of all falls to shambles yeah and like he tries to fix that he tries to find joy in his life but then it kind of you know it doesn't work out in that way with this community um because he feels like he is still missing the hearing side of his life and and the joys that that brings to him he thinks it brings to him um and if you know and the the whole with paul rachie the guy who plays um joe that the camp the like the counselor man like you know he he was like honestly i thought his performance was 
so deeply moving and so like yes touching like i can't believe like he didn't get nominated for best supporting actor because like it was so good like it made me feel like he really cared about ruben and he really 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 wanted to be there for him and he really wanted him to make the right choices and like was so patient and so like wonderful and and in all the right ways it was just such a wonderful performance totally yeah he was he was so good um and and i just i loved i loved all of the scenes um at the community like you know ruben just communicating with everyone and making friends Mm -hmm. um and especially uh with with the kids in the sign language class that he was in with the the kid who uh yeah who uh um couldn't concentrate in class so he would you know take him out to the playground and and that really cute slide scene where they're just like pounding yeah. on the on the metal slide it was like super cute and he can like he was he put his ear to the slide so he could like feel the slide as as Ruben was like hitting the slide drumming. And, yeah, yeah drumming it was it was very sweet yeah like I loved all the stuff with the kids and and the teacher and just like Ruben learning sign language and everything and how and showing the fullness of of this this community at least the small part that they showed us of the deaf community just like you know what it may be like to be a deaf child and like what games you play and how you know how you're exposed to music as a deaf child like you know what is what is it like what you know and it I really enjoyed that because I could not think of like I'm not somebody who sees deaf culture very often and so seeing it in this movie made me really happy yeah no I was I was really like and and again with with like the the realistic like way that this movie was shot it almost felt like a documentary mm-hmm. like just like it it just felt so real and uh, and yeah I really enjoyed taking a peek into into this community and and how they live their daily lives as well it was very eye-opening and I really enjoyed it I, I was trying to find to see what the deaf community thought of this movie. Um, mm, okay. There were quite a few articles that I came across that obviously were like, there's no controversy or there is controversy. So I, I think what it is is that some people in the deaf community feel like this was a very accurate representation of something that they possibly went through. Um, mm-hmm. That it obviously is about one person and one person's journey and how they come to terms with being deaf and everybody has a different story right so a lot of the people who were criticizing it were like oh you know the whole idea that you can't get a cochlear implant um because that excludes you from the the deaf community you're really not deaf if you have this implant um Mm, okay that's like people have been saying okay you've been saying that about us for a long time we've we've turned our tables we're not like this anymore or we're working on it basically you know saying like in the deaf community that obviously there's people who are woke in the deaf community who don't want to be so mean and you know exclude people right so yeah that's it that's one of the issues with it and then it was just like not casting um somebody who is deaf or hard of hearing in the lead role you know like Mm, they, they cast this the rest of the movie the whole movie basically is just other deaf actors um and people were saying okay well they're just crutches for the main character but like 
okay, like, you know, he's this movie is about him, so what character is not a crutch for the main character? I mean, that's yeah. kind of, like, what it is, but, um, yeah. you know, but, yeah, like, if they would have cast somebody who's deaf or hard of hearing, you know, maybe that would have been better. I, I mean, I think it might have been more authentic to whoever was going through that exact thing. Um, but, you know, yeah, like, but it's, we have to, we have to definitely introduce more deaf or hard or hearing actors into, um, into all sorts of media. Yeah. Into the, into the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I got that, but you know, I, I definitely enjoyed all of the, I read some other reviews of people who are deaf or hard of hearing and they love this movie and they were like, this is great. Like it, it's, it's a really nice story about this guy and, um, I thought it yeah. was really moving. Like I, I really liked it a lot. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, it, I'd, and I, and that makes sense having all the different reviews. Cause again, people, people's, people's situations and journeys are all very different. And, and maybe this, this didn't, this didn't represent them properly. And they mm-hmm. just, they felt, they felt left out or they felt like their, their situation wasn't heard. Um, definitely, which, yeah. which kind of makes me think of, um, you just told me before we started recording this, that you had watched Crip Camp and that makes me think of yep. that documentary a lot because, um, it's, there are so many different people with so many different situations brought up and, and even one lady who, who like became, um, paraplegic because of an accident mm-hmm. and it's just everyone's situation is different and everyone's, everyone's life story is, is very different that it's. It's, I can see it being very difficult to cover, to cover every single situation. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, those are very valid criticisms. Like, saying we need more diversity in in a movie is definitely something that is, is good to hear. Because then we can, like, have more diversity in our movies. We can, like, push for more diversity. You know, like, I'm really excited that this movie had all sorts of kinds of people in it, too. You know, like... I love Riz Ahmed. He's fantastic. He's going to he's nominated for best actor. You know, like that's awesome. Like I fucking love this dude and it's it's he deserves it for this movie. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. This is he's a he's really... really rising up. He's really uh he's really getting out there and and uh um he's a really great actor. Yeah, I'm really happy that he got nominated and uh and um just like the other characters that we that we get in this movie, like uh, mm-hmm. I believe Diane, the one that he he drew he drew a, a tattoo for, and then she ended up getting it on her back, and it was like super well, cute. That was Jen. And, uh, that was Jen. Diane Jen. was the teacher. Yeah, Diane was the teacher. You're right. You're yeah. right. Okay, that's right, Jen. Um, yeah, that yeah. Was I cute. really liked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked. I liked all those different. I liked all those different relationships that we got to see. Um, cause again, yeah. it seemed like Ruben was doing really well and then, I know, I know, I know. and then he just did it. Well, you knew that it was um, going to happen though. I mean, no movie has uh, a time where things don't go to shit. Like every single movie, it's like, you know, two thirds of the way through the movie or, or a little bit more than that, like three fourths of the way through the movie, the, the main character makes a crucial mistake that, uh, they either can come back from or they can't come back from. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, this is the one where he made a mistake and now he has to, he has to live his life differently. And it's about what he wants to do. 
No. Yeah. And I, I thought the end was kind of cathartic because he didn't really know what he was going to choose, but he was like kind of allowed to see the beauty in the world um, without the cochlear implant too, which yeah. was nice. Um, which, which I can see with the implant, I can see it being, being good if you need it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely it, it, it in crowded places, it sounds like uh, you shouldn't, you like, you wouldn't want to use it. Cause there's like, there's no way to focus your hearing on, mm-hmm. on one particular conversation or one particular person in like a crowd of people. You're just hearing everything at yeah, once. Yeah, it's not like, like you have a microphone like up yeah. to that person, just one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we want to just kind of touch on like the, the latter half of this movie. So after he gets the, the implant, you know, he comes back to the community and, you know, he says, I need a place to stay for a couple weeks because he basically has no money. Um, yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, no, you, you, you didn't, you didn't follow the process here. And I can't have you, I basically can't have you here like, like, like muddying, like, or affecting how, how other people have, have dealt with, have dealt with their own um, hearing loss and, yeah. yeah, and like, and you're, you're like a bad influence basically, or like a, like you're, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a risk. It's a risk, mm-hmm. um, to keep him there. Like kind of like, kind of like messing up the balance that he had there at the community. Um, and so he ends up going to France, right? That, yep. That's where, that's where she goes to, to see it. So then we kind of learn that like, she hasn't really, like Lou hasn't really talked to her dad, um, ever i guess because she was she when 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 her parents separated her mom took her and she just like never saw her dad i guess mm-hmm. um and we kind of see I, i'm not sure how much time has passed but they both look so different like ruben had yeah. like shaved his head and he doesn't have the blonde in his hair anymore or the platinum and lou had like gotten a haircut and you know she looks super different um and I kind of, I kind of had a feeling that these two wouldn't be together by the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because of how, I don't know, like, even though, even though they seemed dependent on each other, Ruben seemed way more dependent on Lou than Lou was mm. dependent on, on Ruben. Yeah. Um, she was, like, getting really scratchy, like, really stressed when she would think yes, about... Yes. She would scratch her arms, her yeah. wrists, and... Yeah. And the second they meet back up and, you know, they're just like, oh, it's been, it's been so long, you know, it's gl- I'm glad to see you. And, and then she starts scratching really well. again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's doing well and he's not necessarily doing well. And, and he kind of makes that sacrifice to leave her at the end. Um, just cause you know, he probably saw her doing so well and, um, and yeah, he seems to come to terms with, with, uh, his hearing loss, uh, by the end. So we're hoping that it kind of ends on a happy note. I'm not sure. Not quite sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes it seem like these two had each other when they needed each other most, and yeah, yeah, they have kind of like outgrew each other. Yeah, and they have to like separate now, and you know, it's so sad. And 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 I love the performance from Olivia Cook too because yes. that girl just she her face is very expressive, so she's just she is a very emotional actress. She just you see everything she's thinking right on her face, and that's what makes her such a great actress. You know, she's just so um, you really get into her head about what she's feeling, and she when she's feeling insecure, when she's feeling uncomfortable, when she's feeling um, even when she's feeling happy, but 
it's just like you yeah. really you really see it she's so great and i thought that these two yeah. had excellent chemistry as well um, such great chemistry so it just did she get really nominated worked. at all no i don't think like, so no okay um she might she get was nominated really good, for something though. else i don't know i mean this there's so many things that it was nominated for throughout um but if, yeah for for the baftas uh paul racy got best supporting actor nomination so good job <gasps> oh that's so great <laughs> i know i love it yeah um, he was so good yeah and uh uh the i i was gonna say about paul racy i read in an article that he he is of a, a hearing actor but he, he has uh deaf parents so he is he knows um sign language from you know growing up yes i was looking at the trivia it says he's a prominent figure in the deaf community um as a coda child of deaf parents yeah um, there's another movie by marley matlin that is coming out or came out called coda this past year and i definitely want to watch it because i really like marley matlin okay yeah cool that sounds good mm-hmm. um and then just some other trivia i see that uh riz wore um auditory blockers um oh really yeah earplugs to... <laughs> a fancy word yeah, for like, earplugs <laughs> very yes very <laughs> but like he's he's a deep inside his ear oh like, yeah oh god oh <laughs> and uh Apparently he told USA Today that he couldn't hear anything, including the sound of my own voice. Um, oh, wow. So that... That, that guy is intense, dude. Like, oh, that guy's the most intense actor I can think of at the moment. Like, seriously. He's he's like 110%. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> uh, Riz said he hoped the film would encourage more hearing people to learn ASL, which this made me want to learn sign language. Yeah. Um, it really did. Yeah. I I mean, I love sign language. I actually was doing it in the movie when he was learning with the kids. So was I. Oh, my God, you were. (laughs) I literally was standing here doing the motions, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I'm, like, mimicking them. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, I I was, like, trying to watch, like, like what things meant and, and, you know, what what motions were for what word, and I I was, like, just trying to – I was taking taking it all in, and then, yeah, yeah, I think there was a part where – where he was like spelling his name or something or or there was something happening and and yeah i was following along with (laughs) (laughs) and when they would clap i would do the clapping you know the jazz hands yeah yeah i did that too (laughs) (laughs) so rewarding i love it oh my gosh oh my goodness yeah i i love i love that paired with crip camp since i just watched that today it was Honestly, like some in some ways, their disabilities would make it so that they were um, more like applied for certain situations. Like in Crip Camp, when they mm-hmm. were stuck up, they they were doing their like sit in at, in the government building, and they look could look out the window and sign to each other in order to get information yeah. across. And I was like, "That's your superpower, man!" Like, I love that. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I loved that documentary like a lot. It was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Um, I've actually been been enjoying all of the documentaries uh, that were nominated this year. I should really watch more documentaries. I don't know why. Dude, yeah. 
I, I don't know why I just I just don't think to watch them, but like but these have been so good. I've watched three of them so far. They're so good. I think a lot of them, you know, we watch on Netflix or something, and they're just like murder mystery ones or something, and they're just like really dramatic, and they they don't always have that kind of element of being like something that could be nominated for an Oscar, you know? So Yeah, that's the thing. They can be about so many different subjects. I just don't think yeah. I'm sure like what what subject I want to watch like like you know, there's so many documentaries out there. I like don't know which one is is the one I want to watch. Like just uh, that's why I just wait for for yeah. you know award season and, and then they'll tell me which ones are good to watch. I feel and like then, and then I end yeah. up learning some great stuff and I'm like really happy that I watched them. I oh my god I just had a really good idea we could totally do a documentary wheel where we just put up like some we look and see what some really good documentaries are and then just put them on okay. our wheel and then that will be like a totally different um part of our our, our roulette wheel of documentaries <laughs> we'll think yeah a documentary roulette series I <laughs> yeah. like it we should talk about more documentaries I'm totally down <laughs> to watch them cool Okay. Yeah. Well, this this movie got nominated for six Oscars. Um, film editing, original screenplay, sound, performance in an, by an actor in a supporting role, performance by an actor oh, in a leading role. He did. Oh, he did. Oh my God! What the fuck is wrong? Oh, with thank me? goodness. Oh my God! I'm so. Excited. I was like, better add this to the snub list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I I was saying. I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah. So supporting role for Paul Racy, and then best performance in actor by a leading role, Riz Ahmed. Best performance or best motion picture of the year. So um, that's that's a very good batch of things. Um, I hope it yeah. wins something. Um, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope it definitely wins some of these. Um, yeah. That'd be really great. Be really great. Really rooting for this one. Um, we can look at the plot keywords now. Mm-hmm. So the plot keywords we have for Sound of Metal are Deaf Man, Rock Band, Rock Performance, Band Performance, Heavy Metal, Band. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> no, there was uh, not much in there. It was mostly just I, the... There wasn't even... Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, that, that's the movie. There you go. This got oh, an 82... See meta score and um all of the ones just here on the imdb are in the green above a 75 but none higher than a 91 um so everybody just agreed it was a good movie <laughs> yeah let's see i i just i feel like it doesn't give a good range sometimes so i'm, I'm just gonna go to the yeah the metacritic. i'm gonna go to, to metacritic yeah and just take take a quick look in case someone gave it okay Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is film marks, okay? Okay, so it got 30 positive reviews and one mixed review. So we definitely got to read that mixed review in yeah. here. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> highest I'm seeing, you're right, is is nothing higher than a 91. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at this. Variety, Owen Gleiberman gave it a 50 okay which is still go. not like super low you know like it's, it's not super low yeah it's but uh, actually i'm interested like, okay. to see i'm interested to see what he says 
Um, Sound of Metal is two hours and ten minutes long, and it moves at a snail's pace. Not because nothing happens, but because Martyr hasn't filled in the dramatic interior of what does happen. He has made movies about deafness that's at once experiential um, and too muffled to hear. Um, okay. Hmm. I don't know. I thought the pace was fine. I I didn't... Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I really... I enjoyed a lot about it. I I didn't think that the pace was too too. I was long. I was very enthralled the whole time. Yeah. I mean, yes, I will agree that that sure maybe it moved a little slow, but I felt like you know as things were progressing, it and I was I I enjoyed it the entire way. Like I didn't, I never checked the time. <laughs> and yeah, that's, and that's good. Um, yeah, I I do not agree, Owen. Do not agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it did get a 100 on here for on Original Sin on the uh, the uh, Metacritic website. I'll just read oh, it. it. On on the surface, it's a solid and observing character study, but thanks to Martyr's script and masterful direction and Ahmed's beautiful performance, there are increasingly deeper layers that take this movie to a deeper place. Nice. I totally skipped over that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very I like nice. that one Let's a lot. See. I thought that because um, the layers of the depth of these characters really shown with this movie. I mean, there's a lot of movies <clears> where you <throat> see characters not having any depth, and this one was, I mean, it was great. Like, even even the girlfriend had so many layers to her, and it was just, like, watching them portray these people who could be completely real people. It was, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, completely, completely excellent, amazing, beautiful. All, all the above. All the above. All of the above. Um, is there another review you liked, or should we move on to the father? Let's move on. Okay. All uh, right. The father. I watched this last night, um, and it was quite emotional, quite un- uncomfortable to watch. Um. Yeah, it was like it was it was a little uncomfortable, a little confusing. It made me think of like Memento. Uh-huh. Like yeah. just it was kind of trippy. Uh-huh. Like you didn't really know, you know, who who you were talking to, who was in the scene, like like who were these people to to um Anthony um Anthony Hopkins character and uh and yeah, it was it was trippy and kind of scary sometimes. It was a little scary. Definitely. And you know what? That's exactly what it probably feels like t- to have dementia because it's all of that and more, right? Like yeah. scary and unsettling and you're confused. And and it's just, again, with us being in the shoes of Anthony Hopkins, of Anthony in this in this movie we are put into this scenario where this man is, is confused and, and not understanding the differences and the changes around him. Um, yeah. And not really knowing when, when things happen because um, he's, he's obviously not, not uh, retaining very much like new memories. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of just like reverting back to some old memories, like every day. And, uh, and, and yeah, there were quite a bit of changes that happened in his life. And he's kind of just remembering, um, in the, in the later half of his life and he's just kind of remembering bits and pieces of it, like at different times. And mm-hmm. it, 
it was it was very trippy like kind of where and finding out where he starts and kind of where he's ended up like if you're like and, and kind of being unsure of where he was the whole time mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. um and yeah and and i i saw anthony hopkins and i was like i was like this is probably going to be my father you know when he's when he's getting to this age and and uh oh. and that kind of terrified me a little bit <laughs> oh boy yeah i was like how scary this must be like like to yeah. lose your memory or to not or to not retain any memories or make make new memories like it's like this this is this was a terrifying movie it was <laughs> i will say it was it got into the heart of um this disease of of dementia and just yeah the, the absolute loss of of people and who they are and and i thought because it, it was from the perspective of somebody going through it i mean that was definitely definitely an interesting way to film this movie like there was so many wonderful choices by the director and the the production designer to make it feel like this apartment was every environment that he was in right so we've got the same kind of trim feeling um every time he opens up a door so this apartment was like the setting for everything you know and and yeah and how it would slightly change is like is, is mm-hmm. kind of like reality sort of breaking through like the yeah. like the front door would change color depending on where he was because mm-hmm. i think at one point maybe it was his original apartment door and mm-hmm. then it changes to um ann's apartment door mm-hmm. and then it eventually changes into the door um of of the home that he's living at um yeah and and you know seeing things get rearranged and and the layout of the house almost look different like the layer um the layout of the apartment almost look different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and things getting moved around and things going missing and and it's it's a lot of stuff was was happening and changing the whole time yeah i i mean it's you don't really understand what's going on and neither does the main character and you kind of are piecing things together but um, I read it was just like, you know, you can piece it all, you can piece it together and there's still going to be holes and there's still going to be gaps. And that's, that's how it's going to be. You know, um, I thought yeah. the, oh. what, what? Um, I wasn't talking about how like the scenes would kind of repeat themselves or, or oh, they yeah. would, they would, they would yeah. say something and then lead up to, to when they said that. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of seemed like you were going in circles a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, between like things that you know Paul told Antony and and Paul, but as someone else told Antony this and and because you know he's he's mixing up faces um, with yeah. with his daughter and with um, with the nurses that are helping him in the home and and his daughter's just husband kind of, Paul too yes yeah yeah who was like getting you know I I also love that we got to see a little bit of the reflection on the on the daughter of and in her husband and their relationship getting um getting just like broken down by a bit complicated yeah, yeah the 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 fact that she wanted to take care of her husband and or sorry her her father and just like him you know the husband not being very um he's just he lost his patience and eventually starts hitting anthony hopkins and i'm just like i 
I wanted to like cry so much like watching elderly abuse is just like the worst thing ever um, was horrible and then and then having horrible. that having that almost um like imaginary scene where Anne is like choking her father mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like I, I don't know if she, if she was like dreaming it like yeah like you really unsure of what was happening and and rufus sewell he he he's he's such a sweet man but he always plays he always plays a (laughs) A mean person yeah (laughs) a bad guy and i'll always remember that when when we met him at the signing and he was like i always play the bad guy (laughs) yeah and we, you were like, <laughs> we loved you in Pillars of the Earth. And he's like, oh my God, I played a good guy in that. We were like, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> oh, Rufus, I'll never forget His that. Soft hands when he touched your hand. Oh my God, he grabbed, right? <laughs> he grabbed your hand. I love he it. He did, he did. <laughs> he's really handsome too. <laughs> oh, so handsome. Such a handsome um, man. Is it um, time to, to talk about the performances in this then? Since we're talking about Rufus Sewell. Yes, yes. Let's let's do it. Um, let's talk about Olivia Coleman, um, who was incredible as always. Um very believable as this man's daughter i mean the way that she would interact with him and their little moments of happiness but then also just the devastation that she would feel just like yeah having to to be so patient with her father all the time being patient and and i don't know but some sometimes some of the performances annoyed me because i um like you know Anthony would would ask questions like like who am I why why am I here where am I like this, no is, my, this is my flat yeah and no one would answer him no that was and so I'm just like, aggravating I'm like answer his questions like he's freaking <sighs> out you need to tell him I know Ugh, um like but you know with with it happening probably every day you you probably like just you know, I mean you probably just 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 shrug it off I mean and you just kind of move on with the day because it's it's yeah. scary it's really like it's scary when people don't answer questions for sure and it's very aggravating and that's exactly why they wrote it in there you know like yeah it's like, it's and, Anthony, like and, and anthony hopkins responded like so well like it would just he he really looked like a confused old man and oh and it was heartbreaking. It was, I was like, oh my absolutely. Gosh. I mean, the <laughs> performance of Anthony Hopkins was, I mean, unreal. It was unreal. It was so real. And his, but and it was his watch and the obsession with his watch. I was Ugh. like, I was like, I was like, tearing Paul, stop up. being a dick and just tell him where his watch is. Like, You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry thinking about that scene where he starts crying about his mom at the very end. And I just, I oh, mean, oh, oh, shit. I mean, the worst part is that people have to go through this every day with a loved one. And it's just so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's just the set. It, this movie's like yeah. just as sad as like Manchester by the Sea. I'm saying that right now. It was so sad. <laughs> exactly. And and it really made me have like a deep appreciation for for nurses mm-hmm. um that that work in these places. Like, you know, working with, working with these elderly every day and, and definitely to, to the family members that, that, you know, have, have members of their family that have dementia and, 
and other uh, memory loss diseases. Like, dude, like props to you. Sorry that you have to go through that, but... (laughs) It's like such a terrible hand to be dealt. And it's like the the pain is like never ending, you know, until they're gone. And then you still have to live with that pain, you know, and it's just like... Yeah, like seeing seeing Olivia Williams' character like mm. like comfort him and like mm-hmm. you know try to get him through his day. I was like, I was like, Kimmy, I could never work in a place like this. Oh. This is heartbreaking. Like I could never, could never do this. I think you you have a a good sensibility for working with people. Actually, like I think you would have enough distance emotionally, like than you think. Um, maybe because you do need to have some kind of distance like you you have to protect yourself which it's like really hard to do like it's really really difficult to do that but a lot of people do it you know and it's yeah and but also also a lot of people they have to have patience too and i just feel Mm -hmm. like i'm losing my my patience every year i get older taking care of random people's (laughs) dogs for like a week at a time and you're already getting impatient (laughs) you're like i don't even (laughs) It it depends on the dog. Depends yeah. on the dog. Um, but right now, right now, um, Rocky is Rocky's doing. He's being very good. He's a very good boy. Yeah, he's a little needy today, but uh, <laughs> but um, but he's other than that, he's a very independent dog, and and uh, I like dogs with independent behaviors. Yes, that can can like do um, whatever they're doing without a human in the room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So Rocky's a very good boy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'm sure. There, there are definitely, I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm surprised by my own patience, but then sometimes I'm just like, I'm like, wow, I, I blew up way too fast at that. Like, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it just kind of comes and goes, I guess. Yeah. I think it really depends on the mood. Cause I think about that, like when I'm going to have kids and how impatient I'm going to be with children, you know, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out when we get there. I think it's going to depend on how much food I've had. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyone else's performances? Um, well, I mean, I we love Imogen. Olivia. Yeah, we didn't. We talked about Olivia Coleman. She's fantastic. Um, I loved Imogen Poots having her in this movie, just like as the kind of sweet carer. Um, she was great, and somebody who looks like his his daughter who died. Um, that he yes. doesn't remember that his daughter died, and it's just like right. Oh god, another another, you know, twist of the knife in the heart that he yep. doesn't remember that his other daughter died in a car accident. Yep. And it's like, oh god. And it's, it's just horrible. and it's super interesting like I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's it's somewhat the same um with other with other people with dementia and other memory loss diseases that um kind of like the hyper focus on on certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in in Antony's um, old age, he's, you know, worrying about his watch and worrying about his, his daughter, Laura, um, or Lucy. And when, you know, she'll come back and visit him, but like not remembering that, you know, just like these, these hyper-focused, like almost obsessive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, he, he, he didn't remember that he like told Laura that he was a dancer. He was like, Doing yeah, that, a whole, tap that whole thing where he was like pretending to make her care because he didn't want her to be there and then he just like put up this whole stick and yeah and it was just like what a what a great performance i mean 
I, I read an interview with him and he said he got like the script and he was like, I have to be in this movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a good script. It's based off a play written by the, the director and the writer. Oh, really? That's what um, I think it said in the beginning. Yeah, Florian Zeller. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he he directed it. He wrote it. He wrote the play. So, you know, we've got a couple play-based um, stuff this year, as we do some sometimes, you know. This one definitely felt that way because of the fact that it was kind of in the same set, you know, for pretty much all of it. Um is why it works but yeah know. oh funny with your with your interview um it says florian zeller wanted anthony hopkins specifically for the part he sent hopkins the script in 2017 and waited for a reply in the meantime he did not pursue production with any other actors in the lead role he said if hopkins had not agreed to the film then it likely would have been made in french instead oh wow and then it would probably get nominated for best foreign film but not best film because probably we have a double yeah. standard in america yep <laughs> unfortunately yeah i mean well parasite did win last year in that um that's true you know maybe that's very true yeah i mean maybe some movies can can win like parasite because that was like the best movie of like the decade um okay oh, so so, what are the plot keywords here? And I will look into the Oscar nominations. Okay, plot keywords for the father are father-daughter relationship, screenplay adapted by author, adaptation directed by original author, dementia, loss of memory. Wow, there are a lot of screenplay adapted adaptation directed by it's funny because it's like based off a place but like by the same person who yeah. made it it's like i guess it's adapted i guess it's adapted that's what it is yeah i mean yeah it's uh it's adapted well that's we've sure. got best performance by an actor in a leading role for anthony hopkins best performance by an actress in a supporting role for olivia coleman best adapted screenplay Best Achievement in Film Editing, uh, best, best Achievement in Production Design, and Best Motion Picture of the Year. Damn. Damn, those right. are some good categories right there. Um, it's excellent. It mm -hmm. also got nominated for a bunch of BAFTAs. All right, let's see. Moving on to the Metascore. I got an 88 Metascore. A lot of 100s um, highlighted here on the IMDb. Again, all greens yep. here. I'm opening up Metacritic. Um, 40 positive reviews and two mixed reviews. Are there any uh, mixed reviews on the IMDb page? Doesn't look like it. So I will find one. Scroll all the way down. People Damn! Are, what, what, what? Someone, one of them gave him a 42 and one of them gave it a 60. Oh. Jeez. Why the 42, Vince? <laughs> who, who hurt you? Let's see. Um, it was too real for Vince. Way too real. Apparently. <laughs> um, well, and we had, I don't think we've really read um, snippets from Uproxx before. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. they're usually in the, really? Have we? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, well, I'm just going to read the Uproxx one because that's the, the lowest one. Uproxx gave it a 42. The father is brilliantly structured and executed, but in the end, it's just a cleverly constructed way to depict the mundane. It never finds that level of the fantastic or allows for the kind of magical thinking ne necessary to escape its dreary reality. Ultimately, it wallows in the pathetic. Who needs this? What do you, what do you mean, Vince? <laughs> Again, who hurt you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's... Did did Anthony Hopkins not, like, sign your, your paper I, when you asked for an autograph, like, oh, ten years ago? Like, come Jesus. on, what happened, Vince? That's exactly right, because his performance really, like, brings this up. Like, I, I do have to say about that. If they didn't have him, it would not be as good. Like, I just... It just wouldn't. It just, Probably. It just, you know, if without Olivia Coleman and him, it's like... It doesn't have the... The gravitas, okay? Oh, 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 oh. Um, All right, uh, which one are you looking at? I'm gonna read the film threat for 100. Okay. It says the father is about suffering, the suffering of old age, the importance of connection, the sick encroaching of an affliction, and ultimately death. It doesn't sugarcoat things, despite its sugarcoated exterior, like its French counterpart, M Michael. Or it's probably Michelle or something. Hanky's Amour, because it's a French film. It's not easy to watch, but mm. it's necessary. It's a necessary one. A film that examines the very essence of our humanity. Um, people are comparing it a lot to uh, Amour. Ooh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Which I I also remember being nominated for Oscars. This was like five years ago or something, I think, and it was about the old people. I remember, mm, okay. like, I think one, I could be wrong, but I think it was, like, one, somebody, a couple, like, one person caring for the other who was getting dementia. Um, oh, okay. I think that's what it was about, but I could be wrong, because I have not seen it, so. Do you remember the one year for the Oscars, we, we made cookies? Yeah. And we, we, we <laughs> decorated them, like, all the Best Picture nominations? That was like our first time watching the Oscars together. We were like, we should make cookies. And we decorated yeah. every cookie. Like that year was like, it was Up. It was Inglorious Bastards. It was Precious. Um, was it also like the Hurt Locker or something? Yep, the Hurt Locker, which I think won. Um... What else was it? Yeah, I think I, I think we did one for for uh, for like some of the categories, and after they would call the category, we would like eat the cookie. Eat the cookie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was <Yep>. fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Never forget them. I don't. If you can keep hold on to them for as long as you can. <laughs> oh God, Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do a Sudoku um, every day. Oh man, I I I will never forget. I'll never forget, um, like, it was, like, an article I read, or it was, like, you know, something someone told me, but it was, like, ask, ask your parents and ask your grandparents uh, and ask your, like, your older loved ones, like, just to recall memories, because it'll, it'll help them. <laughs> it'll help them. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm constantly asking my dad about stuff he did when he was younger, um, just to, just to force him to recall some stuff back. <laughs> Keep it for as long as he can. You're really worried about your dad. He's not that old. I'm very worried about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Anthony Hopkins reminds you so much of your dad. He really does, dude. Like, like Anthony Hopkins is my father. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. Uh, any lasting thoughts of the father? <sighs> I was talking to my hairdresser today about it oh, because okay. she was telling me about her grandfather with dementia and I was like I just uh-huh. watched this movie called The Father oh, I don't think you should yeah. watch it and she's like I don't oh. think so either and I was like I don't think anybody who has a family member with dementia should watch this movie because it is going to yeah. be too much too much <laughs> too real yeah oh oh man that's what I have to say about that that was that was a great that was a great lasting comment thank uh, you last comment Alessandra um if you enjoyed either of these movies, uh, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com, or you can comment in the comments below. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like our page. Uh, if you want to rate, rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also now on Spotify. And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our Twitter which is at by the popcorn and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. And we also have merch and we have a YouTube channel. Just search all by the popcorn podcast and subscribe to that. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.